Welcome to Here We Grow, a grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening. Here we grow with episode 16. I'm your host, Billy Billings, a relationship manager with Southwest Georgia Farm Credit. Today we welcome Marcus Carter, president and CEO of LMC Machine Manufacturing, and Neil Flanagan, president and CEO of American Peanut Growers Group, LLC. Today we're going to discuss technology and agribusiness advancements that are taking place in Southwest Georgia. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, first up today is Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter is the fourth-generation president, CEO, and owner of LMC. Marcus oversees the operations of LMC Donaldsonville, LMC Ag Albany, and LMC Canada. Marcus and his team have developed and engineered processing plants around the globe, while also specializing in manufacturing of separation equipment for peanuts, tree nuts, and other agricultural products. These products eventually become food products, ingredients, or seeds. Marcus has a passion for building relationships with customers and ensuring the solutions LMC provides are the best available. Marcus was raised in Donaldsonville, Georgia, attended high school at Southwest Georgia Academy, and finishes up his education at Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee with a BS in business. He's married to Catrice Newberry Carter from Cockwhip. They have two sons, Harrison, 14, and Louis IV, 19. Marcus started working in the family business at the early age of 13, He's progressed through the sectors of the business, including production, engineering, and sales. He has been a president and CEO for almost 10 years. Welcome, Mr. Carter. Thank you. Thanks for having us, and thanks for including us. Yes, sir. Well, I'll let you have the floor here for a few minutes. Just tell us about the family business, um, what you pride yourself on, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, Billy, Billy, again, thanks for having us, and thanks to Farm Credit and the team there and um, allowing us to participate today. And and um, LMC um, was started by my great-grandfather in 1941, so we've been in business over 80 years in Dawsonville, and um, our family came from um, over around in Brundage, Alabama, over in the Troy area. They started before 1941, and several brothers split off, and my great-grandfather came on to Donaldsonville and um, started as a as a small welding shop and a mechanic shop with a woodworking shop included in he was very creative, and then um, his sons came along, and then my grandfather stuck and um, started building peanut processing equipment. So the business, that's how it began, and on spring of 1941, what I've been told, we've, we've evolved over the years in, in outside of peanuts and farm equipment, moved into different markets such as tree nuts, uh, almonds in particular is our second biggest market, Includes pistachios, walnuts, hazelnuts, and of course pecans. And and I'm we've uh, moved into seeds. We do a lot of work for um, for the big seed companies that everybody knows, and uh, we have uh, separation equipment and those to you know to make sure the seed is viable to plant. We've also evolved into the construction business, and then um, over the years we build turnkey peanut shelling plants and turnkey plants um, in every market we uh, serve. We also, um, you know, started LMC Ag, 
several years back, and uh, it's it's evolving. Most people in the farming world in southwest Georgia know LMC Ag and building sprayers and input application equipment. Like you just read, I've been working in the business most of my life or all my life pretty much, just like the rest of my family. I'm fourth generation. So it that makes LMC unique. You know, most people jokingly say that um, family business don't last past the third generation, but I've already got the fifth getting them ready to go now. My oldest is headed to Auburn to get a degree in agriculture this year. And um, then my 14-year-old, he's actually sitting over here in the room with us now. He's listening and paying attention. So he's he's getting motivated to, to carry on the family tradition. But we are a family business that it's, um, you know has a lot of passion for keeping the relationship strong and being innovative. That's what LMC is about is innovation and, you know, not doing it like we did yesterday. Right. Well, yeah, innovation is key to staying relevant in today's business, I mean, whether you're in ag or any other sector. We are in the breadbasket of the world. Other people say that the Midwest is that. I mean, we have the, the best agricultural land in the world, availability of water, and then without businesses like the two that y'all represent, our farmers wouldn't be able to, I mean, get the best out of their product and market it and get it to the end user. So we thank y'all for both of that. Tell me a little bit about LMC Canada. I know yeah, LMC expect- Canada, and, and that's what, you know, you just mentioned that, um, you know, most people have eaten something already today that LMC has had a hand in at some some level, whether it's some some kind of wheat or grain or bean or something of that nature. Not you know just you know most people we try to get them to eat peanuts every day, but you know obviously um, LMC serves 100 percent of the U.S. peanut crop, so um, and a large percentage of of the other crops too. But LMC Canada is a unique company. It's uh, there's not any manufacturing or it, there's a small amount of manufacturing there, but it serves the pulse crop industry and the wheat and grain industry. So for us simple-minded people, just kind of break down the process of what goes on in one of these um, peanut harvesters and how they and, and how they work. I mean, how do they? Well, it's really not It's not a harvester. It's a processing plant. So what happens when um, when somebody like Neil's group comes to us and they, they uh, say, hey, you know, we, we want to think about shelling peanuts and um, – we start helping them with that plan and putting that, putting them our relationships. Our relationships just aren't with the customer. They're with bankers. They're with lawyers. They're with all different types of people that help put these these deals together. And um, you know, I, I we keep talking about it. LMC is about relationships. And um, you know, we have relationships with farmers. We have relationships with the shellers. We have relationships all the way to the top as well as Neil does. And um, and we share those relationships and. You know, we everybody, our business is our business, and their business is their business. But we we're all friends, and uh, we make sure that we keep that separate. And um, and I, I think that's what has kept us, you know, kept kept us in a positive growth scenario. Our LMC has grown significantly since I've been back in from college in 1997, and a lot of things have changed. My dad's still around; he's he's 75, and um, he is not involved so much in the everyday operation of the business, but he is highly involved and making sure we behave and making sure we do the right thing. But um, he is also head of R&D. He hands up our research and development. Okay. Well, piggybacking on R&D, I mean, you've seen the ag, ag world just change so much in the past years. You've got now roller pickers for cotton. So what is what are y'all working on? I know you can't spill all the beans because uh, that helped the competitors out, but what are some of the, the things y'all are looking at, or where do you see um, the changes coming that might be the largest in the uh, the nut industry well lmc stands for uh, lots of major change and we never do it like we did yesterday as i mentioned but you know we're all we have a huge research and development department in our in our company and it, it takes a lot of overhead to, to 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 listen to the customer and try to do what the customer wants to do and that's what we're good at and um 
that's what's kept us successful. It doesn't matter which market it is that we serve, but um, we're we're ever evolving and making sure that you know we're trying to put the you know put the best peanut out of a, a customer shelling plant that we can possibly do. But most of it, what we're doing now is focusing on um, on farm material and uh, making sure that we do the very best job we can. Capacity is something that we're working on. We're all the time look coming up with something bigger and more efficient. It's it, it changes from day to day. It's, it, we try to keep the puck going towards the goal, but it doesn't always get there. But, but that's that's what we're trying to do. Right. Well, to reiterate what you said earlier, I mean, relationships are everything, no matter what business you're in, and especially in agriculture, you got to listen to your customers. I tell our farmers all the time, I mean, they keep me employed, they keep you all employed. So if we're not listening to them, we're, we're losing traction and uh, we're not doing our service to them. That's right. Well, we got two guests here today. The next up is Mr. Neil Flanagan, and it's um, unique to have both of y'all in because y'all are y'all partners in the same business. So Mr. Neil Flanagan, president and CEO of American Peanut Growers Group, LLC, otherwise known as APGG. Neil has been in his role with APGG since 2017. Prior to his role with APGG, he was in charge of sales for Brooks Peanut Company in Sampson, Alabama, which later became part of the global ag conglomerate known as OLAM. Neil is a graduate from the University of Georgia in agribusiness. Neil is most proud of the APGG inception since 2003 and during his tenure in the last six years. Quote from Mr. Neil, it's a blessing to be a part of an organization that values a commitment to quality, growth, and to provide a product that helps feed the world and give back to local farmers. Mr. Neil, welcome. Thanks for having me, Billy. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Y'all both got busy schedules, so we appreciate your time today. Y'all got a lot going on down there in Donaldsonville, both of you, but... um, I believe you got a busy month ahead of you. Tell us about what's going down there at APGG. Well, sure. First, I'll start out by giving a little background on APGG. Um, people in this area are certainly familiar, maybe not once you get outside of southwest Georgia, but what began as an idea in 2001 uh, because of a new farm bill was coming online in 2002, uh, growers now could start to market their own peanuts before we had the quota system. First meeting was actually in September of 2001, and that's kind of significant because, you know, September 2001 was – you know, the 9-11 tax, so that's, it was a very patriotic time, so that's how we came up with the name, you know, American Peanut Growers Group. At the time, it was 54 producers that had the first crop in 2003, which was 56,000 tons. So today, we're up to over 200,000 tons, representing about 90,000 acres in southwest Georgia. So quite a bit of growth over those 20, 20 years, uh, the 2023 crop coming up that we actually just finished planting this week. Uh, we're basically 100% planted at this point. It actually represents the 21st crop. So, you know, what you mentioned earlier, what we're most proud of probably is uh, our workforce. You know, we have 241 employees when you include American Peanut Growers Group, the API, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is the American Peanut Ingredients, kind of a new project we're moving into. And then we also have a feed mill that employs about 10 people where we take a byproduct, which is the holes of our peanuts, and we press them and give them the fat cattle feed in the local community. So, uh, 241 employees in a town of 2,800 people, almost 10% of the town. When you combine LMC with that, which is also, you know, 250 to 300 employees, that's 500 employees just in the peanut, you know, milling, processing, you know, in the, in, right there in the community. So pretty significant workforce. Almost everybody in Southwest Georgia either, you know, has a cousin, a friend, a brother, an uncle. They know somebody that grows peanuts for APGG, knows somebody that works at APGG. And then you don't even talk about the, the ancillary you know, jobs like the truck drivers and the people that come out there and cut the grass and all the other jobs that it provides, the millwright workers that come there and work on the weekends for us. So you talk about everything we offer. We've got, you know, 
401k matching. We've got, you know, healthcare benefits, a lot of things that you don't always find in South Georgia. So um, I know LMC does too. So, you know, we're real proud of, you know, the workforce that we've created there. And the, and then ultimately that's also the farmers. I mean, they, we have so many people, their livelihood is based in APGG, you know, whether it's our, our, our employees or whether it's our owners or our, uh, our farmers. A little bit about us too. Uh, people call us a co-op. Uh, we are farmer owned, but we're not really a co-op. We market our peanuts cooperatively. We do that in order to try to, you know, create a better pricing for our, for our farmers and then ultimately give more back to them. But really, we're an LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. And so our growers buy stock in our company and they invest in our company. And, you know, they do that because they believe in what we're doing there. They believe in the company. And through that investment, then they get a return on their money as we get make distributions out to them. So the, what, kind of what makes it work is every grower is created equal. We have guys that grow 50 acres. And then we have guys that grow 5,000 acres. And each grower is treated the same. There's no difference between how big or how small you are. And I mentioned before, uh, co-op means one grower, one vote. Uh, an LLC is basically your voting rights are pro rata with how many shares you own. So um, it's structured like a just, you know, they buy stock in the company just like you would on Wall Street. And your ownership is based on how many shares that you that you bought in the company. So, But it's a model that's proven to work. It's uh, I still think, you know, there's very, a lot of people have tried to, tried to, copy it they've come online they've uh you know built other shelling plants in other regions but i still think our model is the best and kind of how it you know we if you don't plow dirt you're not a member of apgg we have no private investors we have no money people that that uh have any influence in our company is strictly farmer oriented farmer owned and that, that probably what makes me the proudest i think everything we do you know it's the farmer mentality i tell people all the time we we basically handle everything in house i mean we we have our own truck shops so we do our own maintenance you know everything Everything we do from, you know, cutting the grass, all that, all the way through is all handled there, right there in Donaldsonville. So, um, you know, we're on a campus that's 250 acres today. So if you go by, it's almost like its own little city now. You know, we've got two, uh, two shelling plants on site now. We have uh, two buying points on site now. We have, a, uh, we have a blancher. We have a cold storage. We have a feed mill. We have a truck shop. And then we also are coming online now with a, uh, with a new peanut processing plant, which we, what we call ready to eat peanut processing. So we're taking peanuts that we're already shelling instead of shipping those out of the state or out of the community and having them roasted somewhere else and processed and turned into peanut butter or peanut paste. We're actually doing that right here in Donaldsonville, Georgia. Uh, we're in the process of finishing that up. So you'd mentioned about innovation. I don't know that, uh, anything that we do is necessarily, uh, you know, rural innovative in regards to creating new equipment. A lot of that goes on at, you know, at, Marcus's level and a lot of the, uh, you know, the GPS mapping and satellite mapping, a lot of things that farmers do and the different seed varieties, a lot of that's, you know, on the farm level or what Marcus does. But what we're trying to do is take the equipment that we are provided, peanuts we are provided and be as efficient as we can with them. And one thing that we're doing now is we're taking, we built a facility where we shell peanuts, we dump in farmer stock at one end, we shell peanuts through the system. But instead of bagging those peanuts and shipping them out of the community, like I mentioned, we're actually going to push them through a wall, through a conveyance system, directly into roasters now, and go on to process those into peanut butter, peanut paste, peanut roasted peanuts, or peanut granules. So, uh, you know, we're really excited about that. It actually just finished up. We're finishing up in the next two weeks of uh, doing the final touches on the plant. Uh, we're in the process through roaster validations and all that right now. Go on to sell business to business. So you won't see our product on the shelf. You won't see an American Peanut Growers Group uh you know, jar of peanut butter on the shelf. That's not where we're headed. Uh, We're not going to cannibalize our existing customers. What we're going to 
do is continue to sell to those existing customers we have that, that have a need for industrial packaging, mean we'll do 25, 30, 50 pound cartons of roasted product of granules. We'll do totes of, of granules and roasted product. And then we'll do bulk shipments and drums or big tanker trucks of peanut butter or peanut paste. It's just another way to kind of go up further up the value chain for our producers. Uh, again, continue to give back as much as we can to the local community, to our local producers by, you know, extracting as much as we can out of the value chain. So we're, we're excited about that coming online here soon. Yeah, a lot going on. Very interesting. I mean, I've, I've heard about this pace plant for probably about two years now. Um, everybody's excited about it. I believe there's a lot of Mr. Marcus's equipment in there. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Mostly in the shelling plant and the further processing, but um, we really appreciate what APG's done for LMC. It's, it's been a special relationship. And it's, it's hometown people. I mean, that's, that's, that's the people we grew up with and, and um, you know, close friends for multi-generational close friends. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'll, just to piggyback off that, they built both our shelling plants, they built our blancher, and they built both our buying points. So when they have customers come in that, you know, have the idea of doing this, there's no better thing to do than walk them literally across the street and go, here it is in operation. So we have a partnership in that regards that, that they have all their equipment sitting right there in operation across the street from where we're located. So it's kind of unique. Yeah, that's very much appreciated too um, to all the, the farmers that allow us to do that. I mean, APG's just been very gracious to, to you know, be transparent on what, what they have. And, and um, you know, we, we bring people from all the industries we serve into APG. We're so proud to, to, to call them part of, part of us. Yeah, when you break down the numbers of how many people y'all employ in such a small little area, it really is something to be commended, no doubt. I mean, I talk to young guys and girls all the time and say, look, you don't have to come back. I mean, agriculture is not putting seed in dirt. It's agribusinesses. And uh, for Mr. Harrison, young Harrison sitting over here, I'm, I mean, I tell young people like that all the time, like there's there's other agribusinesses that you can, you don't have to be a quote-unquote farmer. And that's a great life, but it's definitely a lifestyle that, I mean, some aren't, some just want to come punch the, the 9 to 5 clock, and there's those opportunities here in our area, too, thanks to businesses like y'all's. So, Billy, that brings up something real important I, I think is worthy of talking about. And, and LMC is, is, is doing something that's pretty special, I think. We've been trying to, you know, everybody's having trouble, with, you know, maintaining their employees. And, you know, southwest Georgia is a hard place to, to manufacture, and, and APG seems to uh, be coming along with this also. And we have a um, – a public relations guy that works in um, human resource that's reaching out to the school. So we're starting early. We, we have taken the initiative to call it, we're going to grow our own. And, um, you know, we're, we're reaching out to young people now trying to get involved in the community as far as the schools, the, the technical schools, and even some of the universities. I mean, we work with, with Georgia, Florida, uh, Auburn, all the land grant universities all the way to that level too. So, we're excited about some of the young people that are coming along, and um, I think we're having some success. I noticed yesterday I was over visiting with Neil, and he had a group of middle school students standing out by his sign. So um, the, about two or three days before that, we had the same group. But it, it seems like uh, we're reaching out within a 100-mile radius of, of Donaldsonville trying to recruit um, employees, but we're also um, you know, teaching the younger group that's coming along about LMC right. and, and APG and, and the industries we serve. Well, speaking of the younger group, you know, they harp on young, beginning, small farmers, ag, something that's rather difficult to get into. You have to have access to land, and if you don't own it, your family doesn't own it, you have to rent it. Rent rent per acre right now is at an all-time high. Equipment prices are, are up there. So 
from what y'all see in the young farmers that y'all get to interact with, what are some points of um, of reference or just some pointers you can give to our young growers? Well, the thing that I see in our organization when it comes to young growers is pretty significant is, uh, you know, we, we do have some aging, you know, uh, owners, producers in our, in our, in the membership at APGG, but it's kind of a brotherhood amongst farmers. So once they're part of APG, you can see them helping out those younger guys. So, you know, my advice would be to, you know, those relationships that Marcus was talking about, uh, we see those intertwined within our growers and, you know, we see the, the older generation of farmers helping out and, you know, they've been in those struggles before they were young once and whether or not it's helping them rent some land, you know, you know, helping them heart during harvest. Sometimes guys get behind and you see some of these bigger guys will pull in and help, help pick uh, peanuts or pick cotton for other guys. I mean, it's, it's really unique. And I think my advice would be to, to latch onto that knowledge of the older generation. If you're a young producer and, and, you know, network yourself into those guys and learn from those people because, and they'll end up giving that back. I mean, they, they, it's, they certainly help each other and it's, it's something pretty proud and we see it a lot in, uh, in our organization. So. Right. I just came back from some schooling over in Baton Rouge. was fortunate enough to have a, course with dr david cole ag economist very smart guy and that was one of the things he brought up that that the biggest threat to established farming operations is the lack of a secession plan and a lot of times i don't think people they think secession plan they think family well if you're a young guy or girl that's been working for an operation and their children don't want to come back you have an opportunity to wiggle in and um, maybe rent some of their land maybe to buy some of their used equipment off at a at a discount and so there are opportunities um i do see a older borrowing base um and some of my customers and and they may or may not have a secession plan but the uh the the workers for that for that entity or that business have a, have a great opportunity if they want i think to step in and and get a get a little slice of the pie so obviously you probably have i mean everybody from groundsmen to ceos cfos what are what are your biggest needs for each of y'all's companies right now job wise you know for apgg uh you know, I think it's just a reliable workforce. I mean, I think there's a, uh, I think uh, the sky's the limit for any wor- any employee that comes to APGG as long as you know they they show up every day and and uh, do what's asked of them. Um, we, uh, you know, we're always hunting for uh, CDL drivers. We're always hunting for uh, you know sanitation crew. There's always there's you know. We have, it's unique in our organization. We have probably, a, we retain 80 to 85% of our employees uh, have been there a long time, but it feels like the, the 15 to 20% is kind of a revolving door that, you know, we're always trying to find better employees on certain certain levels. But, um, you know, where we're headed now is we're in the process of about to open up that peanut processing plant. So uh, it's a pretty skilled, it's a pretty skilled position. Uh, a lot of that uh, is very, uh uh, automated i guess it's all plc driven a lot of the the processing equipment on the ready to eat side so we're actually in the process of hiring a lot of these folks for that side of the for that side of the business and um so we're going to be needing those people people good in maintenance people that are good in operations um so you know there's probably another 30 to 35 jobs that we're looking to hire over the course of the next 18 to 24 months in that operation so I, I'm I'm pretty much on on board with Neil there. I mean, anybody that wants to show up and work is pretty much who we hire. Um, every position has an opening at LMC um, right now. Anything from the, the, the floor sweeper to um, all the way through production welders, sheet metal benders, anybody that can fabricate metal can read a blueprint or engineering, accounting, 
um, sales. We have a position open in every spot right now. Like we were just talking, um, you, know, you don't have to necessarily have a huge amount of experience because it takes – Sometimes it takes some people three years to learn our business, especially on the executive level. Sometimes it may take ten, but um, it's just um, it's just an awesome place to work. I mean, we try to keep the family atmosphere as well as APG does, and uh, you know, it's um, it's it, we try to make it a fun place to work. But um, the, the opportunities that are LMC is you you have an opportunity to go out and see the world. And working not just peanuts or not just almonds, you get to see everything. And I travel a good bit myself. I don't travel as much as I did when I was in my twenties and thirties. But you know, there's a lot of opportunity to travel if you like to travel and see the world. You can be a welder that can travel just about anywhere in the United States. The one comment I'll t- also make is uh, just how much talent we have in Southwest Georgia. I mean, you think of a rural community, but I mean, the people that we have to work for us are as talented as there is anywhere in the world. I mean, we have people that are engineers that work for us. We have people that we have forklift drivers that have been right there in that cold storage for 30 years that are as good a forklift drivers as they're in, in this world. So it doesn't matter what we do. We've got some of the most talented people that work in our organization. And you wouldn't think that right here in Southwest Georgia, but I, I'd put this, I'd put our talent in our region up against anywhere else in the world. So, Well, one thing y'all both reiterated is employee retention. And that's one thing I saw when I came to work at Southwest Georgia Farm Credit at the time I there wasn't a position open, but I saw how long people had worked at this company, and I said, well, I'll take whatever position opens up next. I just want to wiggle my way in and go from there, and it's worked out. And so if you're listening and you don't know necessarily what you want to do in life, just, just take a leap of faith and go out there and, and just reach out to Neil and Mr. Marcus. And um, there might not be a position, but they'll give you some pointers and, and help you walk through. I mean, the, the search for a career in life, is it can be daunting at times, but um, – there's there's plenty of opportunities here in Southwest Georgia, and it sounds like they're very competitive nationwide. So, so Neil, I'm circle back. How do you become a member of APGG? I know you got to um, you got to be a farmer, but how how does, for instance, buying stock? How much is it equated to? How many acres you're growing? How many pounds you're bringing to the facility? Well, for sure. I mean, one thing we focus on is uh, is quality and irrigation. So we want growers that are are right here regionally based uh within a 30 to 45 mile radius we want those guys to be good quality producers which most of the guys in this region are uh because of the aquifer here and the irrigation that we have once we approve these guys if they come in and they said hey you know i'm interested in apgg and you know we verify that they're good quality producers they have good rotation they have good irrigation then we would essentially uh have them approved through the board and then they would deliver their peanuts to apgg uh and they can buy stock uh, in the company. Uh, we don't offer stock every year. Uh, we have limited stock opportunities at this point, but we are you know, having a little bit of growth. But they can buy one share of stock associated with every ton of peanuts that they deliver. So uh, it's kind of a one-for-one. One. And what that does for us is it gives us a uh, basically a forecast of supply. We know pretty much every year what we're going to handle because these guys, the incentive is to deliver one ton of peanuts for every ton of stock that they own. And it's punitive for them if they get way over or way under. So, you know, we know we can have consistent supply every year of good quality peanuts. And it does, you don't have these huge you know, peaks and valleys where it makes it harder to market. So it makes our job easy to know what to prepare for, what to market, and how to handle the crop each year. So, Okay. I've, I've had this question from some of my growers before. Can you be a member of your business or a stockholder as well as being maybe a stockholder in some of these other shelling plants or processing companies? You can't. We uh, 
the way it works with us is uh, unless there's a special exclusion given and there's some of that done from time to time based on somebody might rent a farm from a from another buying point owner or something where they got to take the peanuts off that farm to that buying point. But for the most part, our guys are uh, and it's written pretty strictly in our bylaws that you know all the peanuts that you grow uh, as a member of APGG have to come to APGG unless otherwise approved through the board. So unless it's given a pe- special exception, but that's that's pretty rare. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with being all in with y'all because y'all are rocking and rolling and taking care of your growers. So one thing I didn't really know when I moved back to South Georgia, my, my grandfather was a row cropper, grew up around ag, but the variety of peanuts out there, um, there's more peanut varieties than you than you think are out there. So what is mostly grown in our area? Um, I know I, I had a customer send me some Virginia peanuts from up north, and they're much different than what we grow down here. Yeah, well, first it starts with the uh – the type of peanut, which is a runner variety, which is basically 99.9% of the peanuts grown in the southeast down here. As you get into Texas and, and New Mexico or you get into the V.C., you see a lot of Virginias. When you get out west, you also see Valencias and uh, Spanish peanuts. But pretty much all we grow here is runner peanuts. And then there's a lot of different varieties within those runner peanuts. So then you get the Georgia 06 is the predominant variety. Uh, they are made perfect for Marcus's equipment. They shell really good. The producers like them. It's probably 85, 90% of what we, what our producers grow. Uh, but you have other varieties too, like a Tiffin NV, which is a nematode resistant varieties on certain soils. You'll see high leg varieties, uh, you know, like a 16 HO, or you might see, uh, you know, a disease resistant uh, variety, like a 12 Y. Uh, we have smaller percentage grown of that, um, they tend to be a little different in shelling, so you wouldn't think it would be that way. Uh, I wish Marcus could, you know, figure out the equipment how to how to make it work. That Absolutely, you yeah. shell yeah. Uh, you shell all those equip all those peanuts with the same you know throughput, but uh, it definitely goes through your plant a little bit different. Um, but you're right; there's a lot of different uh, varieties out there that you wouldn't think. Everybody assumes that a peanut is a peanut, but I tell people all the time: all not, not all peanuts are created equal. So, right. Well, speaking of different varieties, um, Mr. Marcus, when dealing with different peanut strands, do you, do you and different harvesting conditions, what what would you tell our growers or your your customers? What do you do mid harvest? Do you tweak your equipment? Well, it just depends on what Neil wants. I mean, you know, we we design a, a system that processes all peanuts, and you know, Neil's plant, both of them are set up for runner varieties. Just like you said, it's all what he does, and you know, we build plants for just about every variety or every variety and um you know we 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 we, we build flows for for spanish valencia in shell but those are different plants a lot of times but it's it's pretty much a similar process it, it's a of course an in shell plant sits on the um on the side of a regular shelling plant a lot of times and because they take you know a, a, like a minus size that they want and they have to shell it out and put it into a different food group or a seed group or whatever but uh yeah we we tweak it just to what the customer wants they're probably 80 percent of what lmc bills is customized is not like a assembly line that, that like you would think like cars or whatever it's all customized and a lot of engineering takes place before a piece of equipment is manufactured where do you find most of y'all's engineers that work with y'all that's a very difficult question to answer Within a hundred mile radius, um, we we try to get them. Um, I recruit them as far as away as Pennsylvania and um, out the Midwest. We try to get somebody that that has the ag experience or vibration analysis is a big part of what we do. And um, you know, finite element analysis, people that have experience in those those things, and uh, of course, metal manufacturing is important. 
So um, it's it's a difficult thing, but we're we're blessed right now. We've we've got some new engineers that are coming in. Uh, had had a couple start last month. Got it. Got a couple starting in, by the first of September. So we got a a new group coming in, and you know we talked about succession plans and in, in a business, and I I think that's been one of the hardest things, the most challenging things that LMC has has been faced with over the years. Is is a uh, you know we've had very good people over the years. We've been really blessed with that, but. You know, there comes a time and a season, and, and you know, for for change, and that change is related to age ninety percent of the time, and and uh, you know, or you know, somebody decides to move on. But you know, we've been blessed to keep good people, and uh, I think the future is bright, and we're excited about the new people we have coming, and I'm excited about the new family members we're going to have in the business. Well, we've seen it from the lending side of things with teleworking and kind of the unrest in some of these larger cities and parts of the United States, we're seeing a, a flight to the rural America again. And we have um, we have the infrastructure, we have the hospital systems here, we have the technology to pretty much live the li- same life you would live in a big city without all the craziness, without all the traffic, and, and with the amenities that uh, y'all's companies are providing. Yeah, I'll touch on one point about that, too. I, I always tell people we've had two significant events that since I've been at APGG and since I started in 2000, 2017, but... We had Hurricane Michael in 2018, then we had the pandemic in 2020, and we never missed a day of work through any of that. So nobody ever went home, nobody ever, you know, couldn't go, couldn't show up to work those days. So we take a lot of pride in the fact that we're feeding America and, you know, through flood or hurricane or pandemics or whatever it is, we show up to work to feed America every single day. So I think that's what we're most proud of as a company and LMC is a part of that too. Absolutely. So. We're, we, we were the same way during both of those events. They were they were big events for, for both of us and our communities. And we all struggled, but we all made it. And uh, we never quit. We never quit. Well, that's awesome. Well, I know Seminole County appreciates y'all. I know my growers do. So thank you for everything you've done. Do y'all have any more closing comments before I close this out today? just want to thank you again for allowing us to be a part. And um Farm credit was was good to me when I first first got back to Donaldsonville from college. They helped me buy a house, and you know that that was they were some of the first people to step up. Well, we all try to do our little part. So thank y'all again for joining us today. That concludes our podcast with Mr. Marcus Carter and Mr. Neil Flanagan. For more information, visit our website at swgafarmcredit.com. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast with your favorite app to get notified of new episodes, as well as follow us on Instagram and Facebook for great industry resources. Thanks, and have a great day.